So there's uh, so many studies on breathwork and what it helps with. It can help with anxiety, asthma, depression. It can influence your weight. It can pump your lymph around. So it helps you detox. I mean, there's a million things. Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. No matter where you're at in your mom and journey, we've got you covered. Each week we share insightful interviews from experts to everyday moms covering all aspects of motherhood. Really, no topic is off the table. You'll find honest conversations that help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation, buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. You're listening to episode 103 of the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. Thanks for joining me this week, guys. I hope you're having a great week so far. It is October. It is beautiful. It is where I thrive. I hope you're all thriving out there too. Today's interview is with MJ Renshaw. She is a spirituality and breathwork coach. Just absolutely loved talking with her. I'm going to get to that in just a second. In case you guys missed it, if you did, you missed something big. If you're not watching the video, I'm showing a picture. We announced our brand new lactation cookie bites, which I am so excited about. This has been something like I have just been waiting to announce. And now that it's officially here, I feel like I can like shout it from the rooftops. You guys have been asking about a delicious ready to eat cookie for quite some time. So here it is. I'm so excited. They're, they're so good. So these still have all the key ingredients traditionally used to help boost milk supply. Um, we've got our flaxseed, brewer's yeast, and oat flour. It is just a great treat to take. It's already ready to eat, so you don't have no baking required. These are currently on sale. We officially launched it. So during the month of October, you can get 20% off if you shop at mommyknowsbest.com. Offers also available at Amazon. So don't miss your opportunity to try these amazing new cookies. I cannot wait to hear what you think. My favorite is dipping them in coffee. Just going to say. Okay. All the links for the cookies and all that is in our show notes as well. So be sure to check that out. All right. Short intro for today. Here is my interview with MJ Renshaw. I just absolutely loved talking with her. She's a breathwork coach. She talks about spirituality, grounding techniques, and sinking your menstrual cycle to the moon. I know it's mind-blowing. It's like there were so many times during the conversation where my jaw just dropped. I was so intrigued by what she said. And she just really has this calming presence to her. She's one of those people like once we like on like stop recording, I was like, I feel like I could talk to you forever. She was just so interesting, had so much insight to offer. Um, so I think you're really going to enjoy this episode with her. All right, guys, enjoy this interview and I will catch you at the end for our mom tales of the week. Bye now. Okay, guys, I'm so excited to share today's interview with you. We have MJ Renshaw here talking about spirituality and breath work. And I just feel so like inspired and empowered after talking with her. We had a great conversation about all the benefits of breath work. It's one of those such understated things. You know, we all have breath. We all have the ability to use our breath. And in fact, many of us don't. And she talks about all the benefits and how you can even tie it into your motherhood journey and helping you center yourself, center your nervous system. I could keep going on and on. I honestly feel like I could have talked to her forever. So I just hope you guys enjoy this episode and get just as much out of it as I did. So without further ado, here is my interview with MJ Renshaw. So just to get started, can you just tell us a little bit about you and then kind of what you do? So I, I mean, my background is I studied osteopathy. 
And then I never ended up making that my career. I just am not an office person. (laughs) I really value freedom. So I had a certificate from yoga and breathwork from when I was like really early in my 20s. So I started doing that. And I was like, this is a very powerful practice. I was like, I can't believe I never really noticed how amazing this is. So a couple of years ago, I started working with breathwork and teaching courses. And now I teach a I certify people to teach breath work and it's been a really cool experience. So that's, that's kind of my path and how I got to it. That's awesome. I love that. I love kind of, I always hear different people's stories, like how they kind of got into the work they do. And I love that you kind of got, went one direction and we're like, wait, this is not not my life's calling. This is not where I'm kind of meant to be. Cause I think a lot of time we talk about this on the show a lot is like listening to your gut and like listening to like where you're kind of, what makes sense for you and where, where you're kind of supposed to be. Yeah. It was a hard one. Everyone in my life was like, what are you doing? This is a major career and you're going to just chance it on being another blonde yoga girl. (laughs) And I was like, yes, I am actually. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's most things too. It's like, they're not living your life. They can only see from the outside, you know, but if you're not happy somewhere, it's like, what is, what good is it then if you're not fulfilled or happy? Exactly. One of the most important things. Yeah. And so I see you on your page, like speaking a lot about like sending people hope and love and just this like overall, like I just say, when I first came across your page, I just like felt this immediate, like sense of like calm. And like, I'm sure that's what you kind of hope for in a way, but like, where does this desire to kind of help others and spread this like love and joy kind of come from? From a lot of sadness and chaos, to be honest, like I had a rough, I I know everybody's got a story, you know, and I had a really hard upbringing. I lost most of my family. So, you know, it's just me and my mom now. All my, my, my brother's gone. My dad's gone. And I had a couple of things that were really unsavory happen to me in my past. And I lost all hope. Like if you had met me when I was 18, I would have told you like, I don't even care about being here. Mm-hmm. And I thought the world was just, a. I always saw bad. I always just thought people were inherently bad. And you know, all the, all those things that happen when you're in kind of a depressed state. And then I think I had kind of a spiritual awakening. I'm not quite sure, but I, you know, finally, when my dad committed suicide, I just like it, I mean, I was, I was grieving, but like, I really was like, okay, I got to try to give this life a shot. And I really opened up and I started meditating. I started, I went and stayed in an ashram for a bit. I did my breathwork certification. Like I really just wanted to juice life and live it because I just, it's so precious and short Mm -hmm. and to spend life complaining about small things or, you know, just have this energy where like, you know, how people will like have their flight delayed on, on in life. And then they'll post it on Instagram. It's like, no, just let that go. Like, don't bring it to the world. Just you have to alchemize those little small mundane things and just let them go. (laughs) So that's kind of been like my, my life up to now is just trying to be like as happy and joyful and content as I can possibly be because it's so short. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure like something like as traumatic and sad as like, as that it gives you kind of a different perspective on life in general to be like, well, wait, I don't want to waste these moments or I don't want to like, you know, get, caught up in something small that's not going to really affect me in the long run. 
yeah. So that's, there's a probably amazing like growth that came from that. Like you said, a spiritual awakening. Definitely. I think most people that I know who have been through, through something really, really hard, I think they end up getting this appreciation for life, mm-hmm. right? Cause you know that something can be taken away so quickly. So, yeah. so why would you bother about worrying about something small? Just like be with your friends, your family and love as much as you can, because it is so short. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes, you know, we get caught up in those moments where like, you know, we'll get really upset about something. And it's like the next day we almost feel like ridiculous. Like it's like when the day starts over and we look outside and we look how beautiful it is. We're like, I got upset because like Instagram glitched, or I got upset because, you know, the internet wasn't working and it's like, why, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very, it's very understandable because our world is not conducive to our nervous systems. Mm. right like we're so used to like humans used to just like bathe by the river mm. <laughs> and like eat berries and now we're like driving in cars and getting in traffic and going to the store and this and like the strawberries are $15 so i mean we live in a environment that is it's very hard on our nervous system so sometimes small things can be so triggering like mm-hmm. i'm sure most people listening to this have children like them just like yelling and you're just like oh my god why are you yelling <laughs> and it's like not a big deal but it's really triggering because it's noise and I think that's where I love breath work because it's a tool like it's one thing to say to someone like oh just let it go like just don't worry it's like okay cool thanks should I just let my anxiety go too it's like mm-hmm. how do you do it right it's, you use tools <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's not like a switch or it's like, okay, I'm done worrying. Yeah. Oh, like, depression gone. <laughs> right. Exactly. Wouldn't that be nice if there was just a switch? Yeah. I want to talk too about your you have the being method, the science of spirituality. And so what is the science of spirituality? I'm I'm so interested in this because I really like this past year, I would say I've gotten really more into my spiritual side and I've like, I've loved learning about this stuff. So I'm so curious. It's so fun. Honestly, I love it. I think sometimes for people who have a faith, they tend to steer away from spirituality, um, but they, they actually work really well together. Like you could have any faith and be very spiritual. You just might have different words for what you call something, right? Someone will call it the universe. Someone will call it God. Someone will call it, you know, Allah, but it's, it's almost the same principle of this like beautiful force source energy that you're connecting to. And I think what I love about the science of spirituality is that our science is ever changing and growing. And since, even since I finished my post-grad, I'm like constantly having to update the course with new mm-hmm. information because we are learning new things all the time. I'm not a scientist. I can't completely describe to anyone quantum mechanics, but we can talk about, okay, so in spirituality, we have these processes like grounding. You'll hear people talk about earthing and grounding to the earth energy and like grounding into that energy. That is actually a scientific thing. So when you step on, earth, you pick up electrons from the earth and then you actually invigorate your body with Schumann's resonance, which is the resonance of the earth. So we now know that used to be a term that people would be like, just, I just need some grounding energy. And now we know, okay, something scientific is actually happening. And we can look at someone's immune system kind of turn on when that happens, or we can look at 
you know, their fascia kind of behave differently when they're grounding. So I like to look at things that someone might think of as like woo woo or fake and be like, okay, like let's investigate this. Cause I think there, there might be something behind this. And we're at a really beautiful time right now where people are really starting to notice that a lot of these things that may have been kind of, you know, not appreciated before are people are seeing that there's a lot of value to them. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. I love that you brought up grounding because I like, I've been hearing it about it more and more lately. And years ago I was like, I was studying abroad and I was like away from home and feeling really like homesick. I remember this one day I was so overwhelmed with anxiety, but I just had this like feeling of just like taking my shoes off. And I remember I was in Ireland at the time and I was like, walking along the street, no shoes. And I just felt this like overall sense of like calm. And it's this moment in my mind that was just kind of like, Ooh, memory unlocked, you know, like how people are saying that now, but yeah. it really was. Cause this moment where like something overcame me and I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to be okay. I'm, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. That's um, a very real scientific thing. So when we travel to different time zones, if you ground yourself right when you get off the plane or whatever, however you're traveling, um, that will actually calibrate you to that part of the earth so that you won't experience that much um, jet lag. Whoa. Yeah. Really cool. That's so cool. I, oh gosh, I we love goes So deep into it. I I'm so, the stuff is so cool. Like the earth has different like energetic ley lines they're yeah. called. So it's almost like the nervous system of the earth. And uh-huh. when you're fo- formed as like a little embryo, those influence you. Mm. So a long time ago in Egypt, when they were building pyramids, when they would put a rock, like take rock from the earth and build a, a building with it, they would make sure that that rock was facing the same direction and upon which it formed. And that's why their buildings last so long, because they pay attention to sort of the polarity of the earth. Wow. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, there's so, we could go so deep into this stuff, but I just think it's so interesting yeah. Think about yeah. humans and how earth can affect us. Yeah. And I love just like how you talk about like going deeper into things and like asking those questions of things. Cause I think you're right. Like, I think a lot of times it's like, oh no, I'm religious or I'm spiritual. And there's like this divide. And so like anything that seems spiritual, we're like, oh gosh, we can't, we can't yeah. cross over. But yeah. I think more and more now, at least from my understanding, it seems like they're kind of merging a little bit more. People are having more acceptance. Oh, I don't know. Some people are having more acceptance, not everyone, but, and I'm seeing them kind of merge as more of like, let's understand the earth and each other and how to take care of ourselves better. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm sensing that energy too. I think if we look at the foundation of most people who are spiritual and the foundation of most faiths, it's just love, Mm -hmm. like love as much as you can and make the world a better place. So, I mean, as long as you're doing that, we're good. (laughs) Definitely. I love that. And so the other thing you have, you talk about is the being portal and Mm -hmm. this is all about your breath work. So what is this? And then what can people find within the being portal? The being portal is like a subscription that you can sign up for. And when you get inside of it, there is just different recorded breath works you can do. And it's a whole kind of experience where you go from module to module with a lot of journal prompts to integrate the breath. Essentially, like, I mean, the, 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 like 
biggest breath work that people do is called the emotional clearing breath work. And it kind of um, guides you to finding emotions that are stuck in your body and releasing them. So whether it's grief or fear, sadness, anger, whatever it is, it kind of helps you to just get that out. And I think that feeling our emotions is a big part of just not being triggered as much. And also our health. We know that like, you know, if you walk around angry all day, like your health is going to get affected. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the one that most people gravitate towards because it's got such a profound experience for people, but there's so many different breathworks in there. There's one to find your purpose on this planet. There's one that can help you to use your intuition better or channel if you're interested in that. So there's a lot of interesting stuff. Amazing. And so for someone listening, that's never really dove into breath work or is kind of curious about it. So what would you describe it as like, and what can it be used for? I mean, I know you're kind of saying some of the things it can be used for, but what are the overall benefits and, and yeah, why would someone be interested in it? I think it's accessible. I mean, we're all breathing already, hopefully. So that's a great part about it. And then it has such a direct influence on your nervous system and basically your overall health. So there's as so many studies on breath work and what it helps with, it can help with anxiety, asthma, depression, it can influence your weight, it can it can pump your lymph around. So it helps you detox. I mean, there's a million things. It's all studied to help with anyone who has autoimmunity. Mm. They are helped greatly by breath work, especially the more more stimulating ones, because it really turns on your immune system and it can help modulate it. So that's kind of the physical body aspects of it, but also. Our mind is obviously connected to our body. So if we think about breathing and pumping lymph, you're also going to pump your glymphatic system, which is the lymph in your head, and maybe clear out that maybe you'll be able to think a little bit more clearly. If we don't have brain fog, are we processing our emotions better Mm. and things like that? And then I like to think that it's really good for the soul as well. Um, You can induce altered states, which sounds really scary, but it's not. It just means that you might feel a deep connection to the things around you. You might be able to process things that have been stuck inside you for a long time. People have pretty profound experiences doing breath work. So yeah, I think it's just an all over. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen it like firsthand. My husband's really into breath work and he, it wasn't until I would say maybe two, two and a half years ago, maybe that he started doing it. And like, he does it every morning now and he's got all the books and he'll, I've read some of the books he's given me and it's like a total like change in like how he starts his morning, how he is there. Like, it's just like, he just has a different, like, I don't know, perspective, I think from it. And it's, it's really interesting. I think it kind of started with like Wim Hof breath work. And then he kind of went into others to like the sleeping with, he sleeps with tape on his mouth sometimes. I love that. Yeah. And so like, I love like hearing about this stuff. Cause I firsthand have seen it with him, like how it's kind of like changed how he views health and different, you know, things as well. So yeah, yeah it's always, it's funny. Like people, I think people gravitate towards nutrition mm-hmm. as like a, the health thing, the thing that you have to change in health. And it is, it is so important but we breathe 24 seven, we have light 24 seven, and we think 24 seven. So those three things affect you so much. And I would argue way more than whatever you're eating. Cause if you're mouth breathing, like maybe your husband's talked about, like that can affect your oral health, which can affect your heart. Right. So this stuff, it's so funny. Cause I find sometimes 
when I get really interested in a topic, I see all these things about it, but it's always just the small things that are so impactful. Yeah. 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 I was, when he mentioned that about mouth breathing, I was like, I was completely shocked. And I started reading one of the books where it talks about all the health um, issues related to mouth breathing. And I was like, this is something I never even knew was possible or even thought about. Yeah. Yeah. It almost affects everything. Right. Cause we're not like, I think about my, my older brother was a mouth breather. I wasn't. And just by chance, like it just, that's the way we developed and he had allergies and he had to have his tonsils taken out and all these issues. It's surprising that people don't talk about it more like if that pediatricians aren't checking on it or doctors, it's kind of odd. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, uh, it's kind of back to that, like holistic versus like pharmaceutical kind of approach. Cause like I, I've been getting acupuncture for the last like couple of months. Cause I, I did it years ago, like in college and I just get this deep meditative state. I like, I love it, but it's like insurances don't cover acupuncture. They don't cover any kind of holistic thing because it's seen as like elective. But if you go to a doctor and you get medication, that's usually covered or part of it's covered. So it's just this interesting thing, how like we have our breath. If, if we can help ourselves so much more with just doing breath work versus just running to the doctor and taking something right away, it's, you know, it makes you kind of question like, why, why is it like that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just, I just did the money sign which is like, I don't think that there's like an evil empire or anything. I think it's just, mm-hmm. it's just the way, unfortunately the systems are set up. They require money and it's, yeah. and like pharmaceuticals are amazing. I've taken them. I think a lot of people have taken them. I just right. think sometimes they have side effects we don't want. Sometimes they're hard to get off of. So you want to have other options. And I think there's so much in the holistic care world and I wish it was more accessible to people. Yeah. And definitely it's like kind of like taking matters like it kind of goes back to the gut thing where it's like, okay, like if I can do this little thing on my own every day and make a big impact from it versus, you know, only listening to one medical, like medical doctor here. And then just doing that, you know, kind of looking at different angles and saying like, okay, what works best for me? What do I see a change? What are the risks associated? That kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's, I always like to remind people that you are the authority on your own body. Mm -hmm. Like no one can tell you anything about your body that you don't already know pretty much. Like, and if someone's saying something to you that doesn't feel right, like it's okay to go and do your own research. And there's so much in this world, like even Wim Hof in and of itself, like if we looked at his process of doing the breath work in a cold shower, most people have access to that. Mm -hmm. And it's powerful to try and see like, okay, like I was feeling anxious and I tried to do this thing for a month and I feel better rather than I was feeling anxious. And now I'm on these anxiety medications that are costing me money. And maybe I'm scared to come off of them and this whole thing. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's, it's, I think it's important for people to have options and also know that you are the authority of your own body. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think before giving things a chance, they tend to like discount as, you know, like, oh, that's not going to work for me. Oh, that's, that's woo woo stuff. You know, like that whole thing. Uh, I mean, even when I was, I remember doing like essential oils and people would be like, well, how do you know it's actually working? And I was like, 
I mean, maybe, or they, they would say like, how do you know it's not like um, a placebo effect? And I was like, well, even if it is, I feel better. <laughs> so, exactly. And I smell good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I feel like, like, cause I was doing it for migraines a lot of times. I would have really been migraines and they're like, well, how do you know it's a placebo? I'm like, well, I'm not getting migraines right now. And I'm not taking a pill because the doctors wanted me to take a big pill for it. So we kind of have to just see what's like your values. Yeah. And there's a lot of, I mean, if people want to dig around, you can go on PubMed, type in whatever you have, like you say migraine and essential oil. You can probably type that in and find a bunch of science, scientific studies, mm-hmm. which is the funny thing about it. It's like our healthcare systems are so far behind the stuff and they're obviously influenced greatly by the pharmaceutical industry and they're not mm-hmm. working with essential oils. But yeah, you can, you, you can typically find the science definitely on breath work, essential oils, um, cold showers, all of it. There's tons of science on it. Yeah. I love that. This podcast is sponsored by mommy knows best. Are you looking for a lactation cookie? That's not only effective, but tastes good. Mommy knows best offers an assortment of lactation cookies, brownies, and our newest ready to eat lactation cookies. Perfect for on the go moms. We offer six different flavors, including a dairy and gluten-free option. And let me tell you guys, you would not even know it's dairy and gluten-free unless someone told you. It's, it's so good. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation treats and supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. Right now, Mommy Knows Best is offering 20% off when you use the code MOMTALKS at mommyknowsbest.com. That's M-O-M-T-A-L-K-S for 20% off. So how can someone like listening that's like, okay, this sounds interesting. I don't know if it's right for me, but like how can they kind of just get started with like the basics? What would you recommend? I would say if they wanted to get started with the basics, okay. The general rule with breathing is when you breathe in, you're going to put yourself in a sympathetic kind of more alert state. And when you breathe out, you're going to put yourself into a calm kind of more relaxed state. Mm -hmm. So if you are feeling really tired and you need to kind of wake up a bit, you want to focus on breathing in longer than breathing out. Mm -hmm. If you did that for two minutes, you'd be like, whoa, I feel very alert. Whereas if you were like, I'm overstimulated, I am feeling very anxious, I'm feeling stressed, you would want to focus on the other way. You would go and breathe like that for two minutes and then just notice how you feel. I think the important thing is to kind of like sit quietly for a second and just be like, how do I feel now? And then do something and be like, how do I feel now? And it's just always that checking in with yourself, right? Because like I said, you are the authority of your own feelings and someone can tell you, oh, this worked for me but it might not work for you. Mm-hmm. Right. So you go always just check in and be like, how do I feel? That made me feel better. Okay. I'm going to do more of that. So if you're feeling stressed, I would do a long exhale. You don't have to count, just do whatever feels right. And if you're feeling like you need a little bit more energy, you're really run down. Um, maybe you didn't sleep at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you could do like a, a short exhale and a long inhale. Like, <sighs> Yeah. Oh, that's my demonstration awesome. of the breath work. Cool. I want to, I want to try these. I like, I've like, like I said, I've kind of like dipped into it here and there, but I'm not as consistent. Like my husband's super consistent with it. I'm like, I need to be more consistent because 
I definitely had those mornings where I'm like, still feeling a little tired. So yeah, those are. So how do you think your work has helped you in your motherhood journey? I'm just kind of curious how they've kind of like overlapped at all or yeah, for like those listening that might need a little encouragement too, to kind of try it in their motherhood journey. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm only seven months in, so I haven't done the toddler years yet, but I (laughs) suspect it will help me greatly. But when she was a newborn, um, definitely during the, so in the witching hours, like she really, 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 really responded to us breathing slow with her. Like mm-hmm. the babies come out and with their mom, like their heart will match up. Their breath will match up. Like they're just so connected to your nervous system. So if you can center yourself, that little small person will be like, Oh, they're relaxed. Like, and they'll kind of relax a little bit too. It's the, it's hard when like they get going and then you get going, you have to be sort of the prefrontal cortex of the two of you. Cause babies don't have that part of their brain. They can't self-settle. They're just all the brainstem. Mm-hmm. So you have to be that part of their brain for them. And the way we do that is to center ourselves. And I use breath. Different people can use different tactics, but that's the one that really works for me. Because like I said, you breathe out long, you will put yourself parasympathetic state. So I've really been able to see how valuable this is in parenting, because if we're not reacting to what our children are doing in a way that maybe we don't want to, we can fundamentally change the world, right? Because like, we want to break these generational things. I had things that my parents said to me, did with to me that I would, I hope not to do with my daughter. And the way I'm going to not do those things is to regulate my nervous system, Mm. right? And that, if we think about, if we had every parent on the planet right now with a tool to be able to center themselves, to be able to calmly communicate with their kid, to be the space of safety for them, that would completely change the world. Like everybody's traumatized by what their parents do. I mean, I'm sure we're all going to fudge up anyway, (laughs) but it's just, just having the tool. Sometimes I think about it. I'm like, this whole world could literally be heaven if we didn't have to heal from things that happened to us as kids. So that's how it's helped me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think that's so powerful what you said, because it's true, you know, like the baby and mom's heartbeat, you know, coming together. And so being able to center yourself with your breath, I think is so powerful because then you're teaching her at a young age, kind of regulating or checking in with herself, which, and we always talk about in our I do like a peanut pod, like every other week. And I always talk about like the power of checking in with yourself. Cause like, how often do we just run through our day without even stopping and be like, wait, how do I feel today? Or like, am I actually breathing or am I just kind of doing the auto breathing, you know? So that's, it's so powerful to kind of teach that, especially younger as we raise kids. Yeah. Cause I love the saying, like kids aren't taught that they learn what, what is caught. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just totally ruined that saying, but I promise you guys it's better, but but it's true. Like kids will just mimic you. So if they watch you and you're getting overstimulated and you say like, you know what, mommy's feeling a lot of emotions. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a deep breath. They'll watch you and be like, wow, that's what you do when you're feeling a lot of emotions. So if you have a toddler who say like, they're getting frustrated, they're feeling a lot of emotions and they're hitting they need to be shown how to use their emotions and how to like 
regulate themselves because they don't know. And they also don't have that part of their brain yet. We don't get that until we're 25. Wow. So they'll learn really well by watching you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. I feel like I could talk to you forever. I think this stuff (laughs) is so interesting. Do you have any other like fun facts about like grounding or something or like something similar to that? I know I kind of just threw that out of nowhere. I just thought that was interesting. Okay. Here's my fun fact, especially because I'm assuming most of the audience has a womb. Um, You can regulate your menstrual cycle if you still have one with the moon. So the moon light. So as you, if you can imagine it changes throughout the months, we've got full moon, we've got a new moon. So the full moon is really bright. So for that 24 hours, we've got daylight and then a pretty bright night. Mm-hmm. And then for the night we, on a new moon, we've got daylight 24 hours ish and then night 24 hours ish. Mm-hmm. So we are really built to recognize that cycle. And if you get outside more, you'll actually find some people, it changes winter to summer because you go outside more. You'll notice that your cycle will start to maybe sync up with that. And maybe you'll bleed on the new moon or bleed on the full moon. And a cool thing, if you're trying to regulate your cycle is you can use like a Himalayan salt lamp at night. And just when it's the full moon, leave it on in your bedroom for Mm -hmm. three days so that you get that light stimulus and you'll start to notice that your cycle will sort of link up with it. So maybe you've got a long cycle or short cycle, you're trying for another kid or whatever you're trying to do with your cycle. It's a really light is the most powerful tool. Whoa. Who knew? Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. It's cool. I don't know. I don't exactly know the hormonal mechanism. Um, Obviously light affects our circadian rhythm. So, Mm -hmm. and then people with wombs are just on this moon rhythm. Wow. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. I've never heard that before. And it's, and that's interesting about like summer and winter. So do you think overall in summer, like women's menstrual cycles, like change a little bit? You said, because they're outside more, they tend to be absorbing that more. Like, is it just the moonlight or is it sunlight too? Or I mean, so many things change seasonally, like our whole gut microbiome changes. So, Mm -hmm. and what you're eating, if you eat seasonally change, the amount of sunlight you're getting changes. But as far as I know, the moon helps to regulate the cycle. Wow. That's so interesting. I, like I said, I could ask you questions forever, but (laughs) I could talk about it forever. (laughs) So I always like to end these with a fun thinking question. And if you could have a billboard made today where you could share one tip with moms everywhere, what would you have it say? Oh my gosh. I would have it say you're doing a good job. I think every time someone says that to me, I like, I almost cried crying now. (laughs) Every time someone says that to me, I'm like, Oh my God, thank you. Cause it's hard. It's a hard job. Yeah. And just those words can make such a difference. I think, and just seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, where can everyone follow you find your breathwork programs and so much more? Yeah. So if you are on Instagram, you can follow me at being method. And if you want to go to my website, it's www.mjrenshaw at our.ca. Yeah. 
Awesome. Cool. And we'll put all the details in the show notes as well for everyone to check out. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was awesome talking with you. I like love this conversation. I love learning about all this stuff. I'll definitely be checking out your breath work and all that, all that good stuff. I can't wait. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with MJ Runshaw. Isn't she amazing? Like I said, it was just such a cool interview. Be sure to follow her at Being Method to get more of her program, see more of her tips and advice. And I'm there frequently. So check it out. All right, guys, it is time for our mom tales of the week. So I want to read some of our favorite responses, but we got so many good ones this week and it was kind of um, a very real response. So, you know, we do a lot of like funny questions or goofy ones or ones we can laugh back on, but this one's a very serious one because everyone has a different experience. So the question we asked was, what was the first year of motherhood like for you? And this goes along with, you know, why we do what we do here at Mommy Knows Best, creating this community to empower you guys, have a safe space and be connected with other moms because everyone's experience is so different. So I want to read this so you guys can kind of understand how different people's experiences are, that we shouldn't be judging or we shouldn't be acting like we're we're better because of certain scenarios. We need to understand people's where people come from. It's all different. So here we go. I'm reading all these anonymously because we got so many. And like I said, they're just, they're just real responses. Okay. It's been the most amazing, stressful, beautiful, tiring, happiest eight months I've ever experienced. Yes. You can probably catch me experiencing many different emotions in one day, but every time he flashes that two tooth smile with those big brown eyes, it makes my heart so happy. And I'm in awe of what I created. Love that. Number two, calling my mom and sister a lot. Hey, I love it. You need that community. You need people to reach out to that are going to support you and give you welcomed advice. Number three, rough. I had just turned 18, had no guidance. I had an alcoholic partner who had become confrontational and verbally abusive, no family to help me, but breastfeeding my baby girl was my happy time, even though I didn't know what I was doing. That's tough. That's really tough. She's she went through a lot. She was really young, but sounds like her her bond with her baby girl was keeping her well and I hope she's found happiness outside of that relationship now. That's really tough. Number 4, tough. And it has nothing to do with my baby. It's seeing who was actually there for me and who wasn't. It's been a lot of learning about myself and stopping cycles. I'm definitely not the same person, but I wouldn't change anything. So it sounds like there was a lot of growth in this year for you. I, we just talk about this a lot in our peanut pods and our Facebook room is sometimes it takes these moments to notice who is there for you and who isn't. And it's really tough because you might like picture your life, like when you have kids and you're like, oh, I'm going to have this amazing group around me. And then people might dwindle away. And it really shows who you want to spend time with and who is worth spending time with. So it sounds like you stopped important cycles. You set up boundaries of people that were maybe letting you down. And so props to you. It's tough, but I think that's great that you, you learned a lot this year. Okay. Number five, I haven't made the one year mark yet, but I'm eight months in and honestly it has its ups and downs, but I wouldn't trade any of it for the world. She is worth all the sleep deprivation we had the first couple of months of life. 
I love that, you know, acknowledging the struggle, acknowledging that it's hard, ups and downs, but you're in it and you're doing amazing. Number six, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but wonderful. It has been such a great experience. I'm only 11 months in and we had some moments that were a struggle, but with the right partner and support from my family, this genuinely has been the best experience of my life. I love that. I just, your outlook and noticing the support you do have around you is so amazing. And it's true. If you have the right support, right connections around you that you really focus on, you're going to do, you're going to feel so much better too. Okay. Number seven, rough. I was a single mom, unemployed and 18, but I made it. She's now almost four. I'm married to the love of my life and 23. We still have hard days, but I'm thankful I have my husband and I'm not alone anymore. I don't know how single moms make it. I love this because it's like a mini redemption story of, you know, you had a really rough time. I mean, you were young, you were single, unemployed. That's really tough on a new mom. That's a lot of stress on a new mom. But you came out of it and look at you now. Your daughter's almost four. You're married. You found the love of your life. So again, props to you. I love that. Okay, number eight. I'm eight months in. I've had moments where I've been the most overstimulated I've been in my life, followed by the most heartwarming. Everything is amazing feelings ever. A roller coaster for sure, but more happy times and frustrating times. Luckily, my daughter sleeps well, so that has helped a lot. I love this outlook. I love this whole statement. You know, she's real. I've been the most overstimulated I've been in my life, but I also get those heartwarming moments where everything is amazing. I think that's that's just cool. All right. And last but not least, number nine, only five months in, but so far it's amazing and a different type of love I didn't know I needed. This mama is tired, but man, it's so worth it trying to soak up the baby time and cuddles because I know soon she'll be a a bratty toddler. Time is definitely the biggest thief. I feel like my daughter was just this tiny seven pound, 12 ounce newborn baby. And out of nowhere, she's this gorgeous 18 pound, 11 ounce chunky baby. It happens so fast. I love this statement. I love this whole statement because It's so true how fast time goes and it sounds like you're really able to just absorb it and just be grateful for these moments as they pass and not saying, you know, if you're listening and you're not in, and you're in the thick of it and you just can't wait to get to the next stage, you're not like a bad mom for that. I just, it's hard and it's hard when things are tough and it's sometimes we just want to like look forward to the next stage and that's okay too. But I just, I love this statement. I love how She's just admiring every single moment. So that's amazing. Props to you. I love these. These are so fun to read. Thanks for everyone being vulnerable and sharing your responses. I'll have a new question for you guys this week. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see your responses. We have a lot of fun responses. All right, guys. And in case you missed the intro, our lactation cookie bites are now on sale. This month only they're 20% off on Amazon and mommyknowsbest.com. Um, You can find the direct link in the show notes. So check it out there. And thanks for tuning in, guys. I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. 
If you loved the show, please share it with your mom tribe. The bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day.